the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show at Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ and also faithtalk1360.com. So uh, very, very uh, something I've been looking to for some time. We tried, I think, a year ago to make this happen, and uh, here, here we are. I have Scott McIntyre uh, in the studio today, and a very good friend of his, Peter Drown, is here as well. But uh, it'll be Scott and me on the show. And, uh, Scott, I just want to welcome you to the Rescuers Radio Show. Well, thank you, Art. It is a pleasure to be here. You have a radio voice, man. Oh, thank thank you. <laughs> I I won't. You know, you you have a better radio voice. So <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're not in any danger of of losing your job. Hey, uh, we we've got a lot to talk <laughs> talk about. <laughs> I don't know. You just met the big guy out front, so I don't know. It's it's his call. No, no, no. So uh, so uh, I I just want to start off with a little backstory for our worldwide audience to understand a little more about Scott McIntyre's uh, McIntyre's life. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll I'll give you a little bit. You I know, did, yeah. a lot of people uh, may remember me from American Idol, and uh, I, I was the first blind finalist on the show, actually. So it, it really started a lot of conversations around the world about you know disabilities and just. I don't think most of the people in third world countries that were that were watching really cared if I if I won or how far I got, they just were excited to see someone with a white cane on television, you know? <laughs> well, I got to ask, who were the judges on that show? They were Randy, Paula, Simon, and we had a new judge that year, Cara Diaguardi, oh, okay. who I, I love. And she was, you know, she was a, she is a great songwriter, has a great voice as well, but she, you know, she brought a lot of uh, uh, new Great, you know, deep commentary, meaningful commentary to the show. But I had the original three too, so you know, I I survived yeah. the I survived the the trial by fire with you Simon did. Cowell. <laughs> so with Simon, right? Yes. So, um, uh, you didn't just become that talented to get on American Idol all of a sudden. What what happened before then in your life? You know, I I was born blind, and I see uh, art. I see about two degrees of tunnel vision in the center of my field. It's kind of like looking through a coffee straw and it's not really usable to get around. So it's, you know, there's a whole spectrum of blindness. So I, I just, I just say I'm blind um, because I'm basically blind, but I do know, I do know what a couple things 
look like. Um, but it's been it's been the same most of my life. I was never able to to drive a car. I could never play baseball. So when when you know people throw things at me on stage, it doesn't end well. Oh no! And, and I'm just kidding. Um, and, and, I, and and you know I couldn't see when a, when a girl was smiling at me from across the room. There were just things I couldn't do. Yeah. But I realized there were other things that I could do, and and that's what I chose to focus on. And music was one of those things. You know, as a blind guy, uh, audi- auditory things, audio, music. That was what I experienced, and so that became my world. And I, I used to sneak out of bed at night after my parents would put me to bed with cassette tapes to listen to of wow. Dis- Disney music or praise music nice. or Phantom of the Opera was some of the earliest music I heard. And instead of falling asleep, though, I would go try to figure out the melodies that I was hearing on the tapes. And it, it really just music went from... Uh, you know, something that I, I just, I experienced as a kid, it went to a passion, it went to, um, you know, competitions and professional things just to my, my full, uh, full-time occupation. So I have to ask Phantom of the Opera you listened to, was that the one with Michael Crawford? It, I think it was the recording with Michael Crawford, although I was re- I was really much more a fan of Davis Gaines. Oh, okay. Uh, wait, is it David Gaines? Davis Gaines, I think, uh, who was playing the Phantom at the pa- at the Pantages probably at the time. And I got to I got to meet him backstage <laughs> one night, and he asked me to sit down at the organ that they used in the thing and, and play Phantom of the Opera. And he, oh, my gosh. He, he got tears in his eyes. I, oh. I was told. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to, you know, yeah. <laughs> take, to, and, to take, verify and, that, take huh? in the word for it. But that was kind of a cool moment to me. And he was kind of around this guy that played the Phantom was around in the L.A. scene at the time. And we crossed paths a few times when I was a kid. So, it, you know, my influences were definitely uh, had some theater, Broadway, you know, classical influences along the way. So uh, we, we understand about the, the blindness. Uh, at what age or uh, you, you had a real conflict uh, going on in your life with kidneys? I, I did. You know, I, I, I got really used to overcoming art. And I, uh, you know, I really started to believe growing up that if I worked hard enough or if I got creative enough, I could overcome any obstacle that life threw my way. And I, I overcame a lot of them. I learned to skateboard and ski with a wow. sighted guide and ride a bike. I got through school without, you know, seeing a textbook like you might see a textbook. And, and, you know, I, I began to just, just be, you know, overcoming obstacle after obstacle, you kind of get used to, okay, I can figure this out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But at 19 years old, uh, I, I, I got a phone call that changed my life forever. And I found out my kidneys were failing. Mm. Um, never found out the reason at the time, but I, I just knew all of a sudden my life was going to look very different than I thought it would before. And all of a sudden here was a situation I could not help myself out of in and of my own strength. I, I couldn't be creative enough. I couldn't work hard enough to, to make the kidney failure. And it wasn't one, it go was two. away. Uh, Yeah, so both kidneys fail at once, and you know they can really only measure your kidney function, so they don't know which which one is failing or how you know how they're working. But kidney function goes down, and your body starts shutting down. And I remember a time when I was too weak, too sick to play the piano, even in my own living room. Oh wow! I was on dialysis, and uh, then 
in the midst of that struggle, the wife of my piano professor from Arizona State University right here in the Valley, um, who barely knew me, by the way, she decided she was going to donate her kidney to me. Oh, my. And she saved my life. Wow. And it, it was it was quite a... Uh, you know, a, a turning point for me. I just, you know, I, it was amazing to be, uh, you know, to be given another, another uh, chance at life, I guess I would say. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I went from not being able to make music in my own living room to making music then the next year on American Idol and for, for millions of people. And it was, it was just kind of crazy to see that paradox. Now, you know, a lot of people think that's where the story ends, <laughs> but, um, God actually was not done writing this part of my story yet. And I was actually, uh, eight years later, had a good eight years, got, you know, I married my wife, Christina. We traveled all over nice. for, for events and concerts, um, got to do American Idol, but then it was time for me to put, be, be put back on the waiting list for a second kidney oh, transplant. Okay. Um, I don't know if you, if you know, but some kidney transplants last for one year, some last for you know, I, I met a guy who's had his for 40 years and never had a problem. And so you never know. Never know. And I was put back on and, and once again entered that time of uncertainty and waited to see what God would do. Well, I, I got that phone call again. You know, a donor is approved to give their kidney to you. And you've got to move fast. And I was so, yeah, so excited. And then they told me, and it's an anonymous living donor. It's someone that you've never met that uh, you probably don't know. And it was someone I had never done anything for, never did anything to, you know, to, to even remotely merit this undeserved mercy from a stranger. And I went through that second transplant, not knowing who that was, who was saving my life to this day. Well, six weeks after I did meet this person, and, oh. and I'll tell you, she was 27 years old at the time. Uh, she has three wonderful kids. She's, she's very much a single mother, and yet she gave more. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's, that's awesome. That, it, that's, so uh, you've, somewhere along the line, as probably early age, you, you developed a love for Jesus and, and leadership yeah. by God, right? I did. And, and, you know, uh, yeah, it was after a vacation Bible school, which maybe some listeners know what that is, VBS, but there's lots of music at VBS and there's, there's Bible teaching. And it, I was it's... the brat kid that always got to the back of the room but, <laughs> for throwing stuff. and uh, no. <laughs> Exactly. But, you know, but the, what I love about VBS uh, when, when I, when I did it, and I think still today, I, I'm guessing is they, you know, you don't leave wondering about God's love for you. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, there, there was no doubt in my mind that God loved me. And so at, at the end of the, of one of the days, one of the teachers, um, invited all of us sitting there to bow our heads. And if we wanted to, to receive Christ and, you know, you, you learn more and more about God's love for you as, as you get older and as you read the Bible and as, as you spend time with him in prayer and in his word, um, being led by his spirit, but even at, even at, you know, a, a kid can, can understand, um, when the time is right that, you know, I, I've, I've messed up and I, I need to be saved. And God, I think sometimes God just, just gives us 
the heart to accept that even when we haven't done yes. you know done all the research we're going to do as an adult <laughs> and all that but i remember very clearly just that that feeling of overwhelming joy nice and fast forward all these years you know i think having gone through two kidney transplants has really helped me to internalize what God did for me through Jesus Christ all those years ago when I, when I gave my heart to Christ, you know, just like I was powerless to save myself physically two times in my life now until a kidney donor stepped in to, to do what I could not do and give me the gift of life. We are all powerless to save ourselves from sin. And, and, And yet Jesus steps in with much more than a kidney. He gives us his whole self, his whole, his whole purpose on earth in living, in dying, in, in his resurrection. It was all for you. It was all for me because we, we, couldn't, we couldn't accomplish that apart from him. And he gives us the greater gift of eternal life if we just, if we just ask him for it, just Absolutely. trust him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and um, so... You won. You were the runner-up, I think. I was. I was close. I've. Yeah. I was not the. <laughs> you yeah, made it to the final. A lot of people think I was like. You know. <laughs> you win, you win the run. I was, but I did the whole. Yeah. I did the whole tour with them, uh, which which that year was fifty-two arenas. Um, it was kind of funny art because you know I go back to a lot of the finales for successive years and uh, the red carpet kept getting shorter and shorter <laughs> and shorter. And uh, now there's, I don't even think there's a red carpet anymore. It's like a little, a little room, you know, but at the, at the, at the time, at the time the show had a lot of legs. And so we had a great time after the show, um, you know, touring around the U S and a little bit in Canada too. Um, we had six tour buses and, wow. and eight semi trucks. Oh my gosh. And that just doesn't really happen today. So <laughs> That sounds like a, you know, a Celine Dion concert. Or it was something. a yeah. it was a moment in 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 history for me. You know, it was it was fun. It was fun to be able to wake up and make music every day for the people that had voted for me and connect with them. Um, but you know, being on American Idol, I, I had a lot of fun. You know, living that that part of my dream. But I never dreamed that God actually. I, I think He had a lot more than that planned. Well, let's talk about that. Um, beyond the the recording sessions and the you know you've probably how how many CDs do you have? Um, I well I I see it should be an easy answer, but I'll just tell you the first CD I did was when I was eleven years old. Wow! And you do not want to buy that one. <laughs> I'm going to look for it. I'm not even going to sell it. It's not you know, <laughs> it's not on the website. But it was you know I I just I was the guy that you know I went door to door with my brother as a kid knocking on doors. Would you like to buy a CD? <laughs> I can just picture this box inside a wagon you're pulling, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, and I sold a lot I sold a lot of CDs that way. Wow. But I I wasn't afraid to, you know, even when my music wasn't wasn't great, wasn't um wasn't polished when I was still figuring out what <laughs> what I was doing. Really? I I wasn't afraid to to share it with people and hopefully that that encouraged some people along the way. But I've I've done a lot of albums. So at what point uh after American Idol, uh, you, you were a man on the go. You were you were going around the country to all of these uh, concerts. And uh, at what point did you decide, you and your wife, I presume, to start this ministry that you have? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, we well, it, it was really kind of a, an interesting story, Art, because it was not something that we were ever 
looking for. And yet here we are, you know, it's been, uh, Idol was in 2009 for me, season eight, very memorable season for some people. Um, but, you know, here we are 10, 10 plus years later. And I, I finally, I, I think I really see what God was doing back then. You know, I was singing on a Christian cruise one time uh, with In Touch Ministries, Charles Stanley and Andy yeah. Stanley and great, great guys. And this woman came up to our book table and she told my wife, Christina, and I, uh, I, I want to, uh, to be an automatic giver. And that was a little foreign to me, but what, <laughs> what I figured out what she meant was, you know, she wanted to give a monthly gift to, to us, to, to our ministry. At the time, we did not have any kind of nonprofit structure set up. Wow. Uh, we, were, we were just going where we were paid to go, as you do in any, in any business. You go where the money is. Yeah. And a lot of ministry has happened as a result of business over the years, even, even for us. Um, but she came up, and, and she was the first person to ever— uh, say anything about giving a monthly gift to us. And so we, <laughs> we said, well, sure, we're not, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll make it happen for you. And she also, she also said some very specific things that, that God had laid on her heart about uh, the fact that God was going to do something new in, in our lives and in our music and story and ministry. And uh, fast forward a few years Many other people started giving, um, and then we we realized, man, if we if we set up a nonprofit structure, we we can go to places that we wouldn't be able to go otherwise. Um, you know, there's there's been a lot of uh, a lot of schools have reached out to me over the years. A lot of even some orphanages overseas in places where American Idol aired, and you know, I, I've been to some other countries over the years. A lot of times, we just couldn't go. You know, as as a small business, we we wouldn't go and and lose money because we we were operating on a business paradigm. Um, but what happened is is we realized if we actually raise funds, we can go and and minister to students in schools wow. where they where they can't bring us out otherwise. We can go to churches that are struggling and and bring people into Sunday service that might not normally go to church, but they'll come see the blind guy from American Idol. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it's amazing to see to see people come and and to see their their hearts opened to God in a new way. You know, I, I think sometimes music has a way of reaching yeah. into into people's hearts. I've always believed that. Yeah, in a way that that words alone maybe cannot sometimes. And so our whole goal with uh, it's Scott McIntyre Ministries is to to share the gospel through inspirational music. What's the website? And testimony. Um, the, well, you can go to scottmcintyre.com and then just click on Scott McIntyre Ministries nice. and you can you can see a lot of videos from what we've been doing. One of my favorite uh, favorite times art was I got to go to Amman, Jordan um, a number of months back. It was it was kind of right before the pandemic. <laughs> and uh We've continued to to stay in touch virtually with a lot of the people over there. But I got to go uh, to the Middle East, to Jordan, and and spend eight days uh, serving in in schools and churches, and you know, using this music, using the story of my kidney donors to minister to all these refugee kids and their families. And these are people that had fled from ISIS firsthand. Oh my gosh! They had uh, they had you know survived bombings they had lost limbs in some cases they yeah. lost family members and they've come to jordan 
And, you know, Jordan in the Bible is kind of a kind of a place of refuge anyway. But that's that's kind of how God's using it uh, today. And a lot of the Iraqi and the Syrian refugees end up there and uh, they, they end up in Christian schools, even if they're not Christians yet. And so I, I had uh, I remember one time I had a room full of about 100 people, just one of many events we did. And most of them were were uh, Muslim or Mandean. Um, and the interesting thing is they all, you know, they all know about Jesus too, historically, but I got to, I got to tell them who Jesus is to me and, uh, the, the, the Jesus of the Bible Mm. and, and how he's, how he's transformed my life. Um, and I, I was, I was speaking at a graduation that day in this, in this particular place. And it was such a, such a cool moment for me because I I look back to my graduation and, you know, thinking I was going to go out and conquer the world and and then <laughs> discovering God had had a different way for that to happen and it involved some suffering and it involved these kidney transplants and being dependent on God. Well these kids and their families in in Jordan, you know, they've they've lost everything in some cases. They're yes. starting over and they know what it's like to be dependent. Oh and that's when that's when sometimes people are ready to hear uh, about about salvation in Jesus. So, um, tell us about your TV special. Yeah, you know, so so when we started Scott McIntyre Ministries, we really felt that in addition to to serving in schools, in addition to helping lead worship in churches and and uh, strengthening local churches, we really felt like television was another mission field for us, if I can put it that way. Uh, especially because of American Idol. I mean, people, um, I, I think people know me, just not, not people like, like you that have met me, but people that just, you know, oh, that Scott McIntyre, that sounds familiar. They know me as a TV personality when it, when, when it comes down to it. <laughs> you know, not, not necessarily first as a singer or a songwriter. I've written all these songs. You know, not one song that I've, that I've written has surpassed uh, my personality that was that was on display, or my my you know yeah. just my just my person um, that was on display on American Idol because <laughs> it's a singing show, but it's also you kind of get to know the performing show, the contestants, yeah, and you get to know their stories and their their personalities, and you you know it was uh, it was fun to connect with people in that way, and so we really wanted to find a way to go back to television and 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 leverage the reach of American Idol to share the gospel. You know, and, and, and just hope is contagious art. You know, when my, when my kidney donors, <laughs> when my kidney donors gave me the gift of life, that, that was something that I couldn't keep to myself. And so I love sharing that with other people. As you know, there are a lot of people around the world hurting right now, a lot of people feeling isolated. Yes. And um, we just launched our first television special that, that's sharing this message of hope through music, through story. Uh, we had a pastor do a couple segments with us, Pastor Daryl Del Huse, if anyone knows him He's from good, the Valley yeah. here. Yep. And so and, and it all centers around the the gospel and, and people need that hope during this time. And what we're doing, we're taking the T V special uh to new markets every month. This month it's uh uh it has aired um, several stations in Arizona. It's going to be, I think it's going to be in, in uh, Seattle in a week or so. It's going to be in how can we Houston. Find, how, and, how can our listeners find that? Is that on your website? It is well? on the website. So, you know, we're, we're using it as a missional tool when we air it nice. different places. But if you want to watch it, if you're listening and you want to you hear the music, hear the story, see what we did here, 
Um, yeah, you can go to scottmcintyre.com. It's S-C-O-T-T-M-A-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E.com. And just click on Scott McIntyre Ministries and you can see what we're doing in schools, but also see what we're doing with this TV special. And it's it's just been really cool to to have a way to reach people and give them hope even when we can't be there in person. That's that's uh, excellent stuff and and stuff that we can't even. I, I do have a question for you. We're coming up on uh, a time for my final question, but uh, technology in the blind has come a long, long ways. Computers talk to you. They can print out Braille, right? Uh, they, can. they can take an email and put it into Braille. I know this because a friend of mine is is also blind, and she teaches at a college in Nebraska from her home here in Phoenix. And she's allowed to do this because of the technology. Interesting. Yeah. So um, I have a final question for you, and I I like ending Rescuer shows with this. Uh, This era of COVID, which didn't go away with the new year, (laughs) it's it's still there uh, and and in some some ways spiking uh, more than last year. But but, uh, after COVID, what do you think your story will be? How has it affected your your life to this point and what would what would your perspective be afterwards do you think that's a great question last minute i understand i i uh my my perspective is that i don't want people to uh just start surviving and stop living yeah you need to you need to know that there there is a god that loves you um you know we we were talking a little bit before the show you know bad things happen in this world but many times it's our suffering that god uses to shape us into the people he wants us to be and to sh- and to shape us into people that can change other people's lives and i'll tell you when i've struggled when i've been open about my struggles that's when i see lives being changed unfortunately we're at the end of the program scott but my goodness thank you for being on rescuers helping uh, change and save lives as you in your very existence thank you so much Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM.